Hello and welcome back to Second Take Movies, the podcast where we give movies and sometimes TV shows in this case a second look, second chance, second take if you will. I'm your host Preston Jenkinson and today is Derek Stewart. He's back. I'm back. For the third time. Every time you show up we do something different. That's true. I feel special. Yeah. I, that Yeah. Because you um, were like the first after like the three episodes that I did, the first three episodes that I did. And right. We did the, uh, went through Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the first one we did was the Tomorrow War, which wasn't really, like it broke the stereotype of not being an old bad movie. It was right. kind of a new bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're doing a TV show. And I feel like after this, because we were just looking through the Lord of the Rings Instagram, we might have to do that, cover that show week to week. Yeah. Oh, that would, that would be, be a commitment. Yeah. And would there be enough to talk about? I don't. The you you you've sprung this on me. I don't know if I'm ready. For well, that I just level thought of it. So of commitment to a <laughs> it's, podcast. It's it's only in September. It's only at the beginning oh, of a not, school. Oh of yeah, a semester. yeah. I'll just make sure make sure I got an easy class load. We could do that. Yep. Um, it might be worth it. But until then, today we're talking about the book of Boba Fett. The book of Boba. Fett. The finale was yesterday. Mandalorian season three. <laughs> Mandalorian. In season two and a half, basically. 2.5, yeah. Yeah, that's good. because yeah. with the last half of the season. But it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. You, how do you want to how do you want to approach the book of Boba Fett? Because we you normally go through like from yeah. beginning to end, but it's yeah. a long kind I mean, of seven episodes. Just like basically go episode by episode, I guess. All right. Um, so the the first episode from memory is basically what everybody wanted is to it it answered the big question. How did he escape the Sarlacc? Right. Were you... How much of a Star Wars nerd are you? Like, did it bother you? I mean, I've got three posters in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> so... But see, to me, Boba Fett was always the most over... Like, I, you mentioned my statue that I have, or right. my, my toy that I have right. right here in my office. But he is the cool one of the coolest looking characters yes but he he is the most overrated character in my opinion i don't care how many comic books or tv or or yeah. or, or books you do about him but this version i liked right i was asking cuz i was talking with my brother and he we're both not super star wars nerds but he mentioned that he kind of thought it was cheesy to bring him back from the dead like he doesn't like that when shows kill off a character and then for the sake of the character's yeah. popularity here is like oh no he didn't die in the thousand year and stomach digestion of the that's basically what this was yeah it was yeah it was fan service yeah but you know it was fan service in the mandalorian first right because he shows up in there well yeah we don't have the mandal we don't have the show a great show like the mandalorian without boba fett I mean, they could have, though. They could have left him out of it. He didn't play, like, a well, pivotal role. No, I mean, role. just, like, the look and what, oh, oh, I see. Um, yeah. what Mandalorians are if Boba Fett wasn't... That's true. ...in, like, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and that's... I mean, The Mandalorian was basically... Here's the backstory of Boba Fett just not that same Boba Fett. You yeah. Know? And yeah. and I, that was the second time because Lucas brought uh, Jango Fett back in the yeah. first series. And so you're right. This it, is the same actor because basically we find out in... Uh, Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, Attack of the Clones clone. that he's a clone of Jango Fett, which right. has always been like... 
I always felt like that gave Boba Fett way more the significance than he needed. But yeah. you know, okay, that, that was just George. Like, well, George Lucas is one of those guys that story will always come before continuity. And and the the I feel like the visualness of the story comes before the the continuity of the especially story in the prequels. Like he just likes the way things look, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. Boba Fett looks cool. Let's keep him in this. You know, yeah, we're give gonna him a predecessor. And- this is what's going on in the scene, but in the background, we're yeah. gonna have. <laughs> I mean, it worked though. I, Boba is. Fett is yes. the. You, you say he's overrated, but he yes. was cool. He was. His ship was cool. He sold a lot of toys. He sold a lot of toys. Um, and yeah, I I, uh, I was not upset yeah. when they brought him back. It didn't I wasn't either. Me. I mean, it made sense. And I thought it's good that they answered the question of how did he get out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, because pretty the, well. in recent memory in season two, the first time we see him is when at the end of the, the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. When Din Djarin destroys that crate dragon, yeah, with the sand people and Cobb Vanth, and as he's leaving the um the the city or the planet of Tatooine, it stops on this figure in a hooded black cloak, and it turns around, and it's Tamir Morrison, which we all know is. I don't think Boba I knew Fett. when I watched I did. it. <laughs> oh, you knew. Most people did. Like, yeah, I didn't catch it. You know, you just like, oh, because Tamir Morrison played Jango Fett and. Boba Fett is a clone of Jango Fett. Right. So we everybody was like, oh. Yeah. And even if this doesn't work out, like there's still clones that are still alive in the universe, probably that Tamir Morrison could come back and play. That's true. So and thought it yeah, you're right. Yeah. From the Clone Wars and stuff like that. But. Did Bo- Boba Fett and Jango Fett did not show up in the Clone Wars, did they? No, Boba Fett as Mm-mm. a kid Jango did. Fett got beheaded yeah. in Attack of the Clones before the Clone Wars even started. That's right. Because t- the third movie takes place at the end of the Clone Wars. He did show up in... The kid showed up in a couple episodes of the Clone yes. Wars. Yes, I, I didn't watch those religiously, but I watched them like walking through the living room while yeah. my kids were watching them. Yeah. But anyway, we're all talking yeah. about everything but the we book just of went Boba through Fett. The history of Boba Fett, there. there you go. He's back. All right. In case you needed it. Um, um, so we find out that the past five, because this take the the Mandalorian and this, well, the present day stuff. I'll call it. Yeah. It takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. So we learned. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, so he was with. So he gets out of the Sarlacc pit and gets rescued by the yeah, Sand all People. Of, all of that takes place right after Return of the Jedi. Right. So he's with the Sand People for five years. Oh, okay. So that's when we pick up with him at the at the end of the first episode of season two of the Mandalorian. Right. And that's really where we pick up with him then at Cause we the beginning of, of the Book of Boba Fett is because yeah. that's right after that. Yeah. He's the one that picked up Fennec Shand in yeah. the desert in at the end. Well, no, the first time we saw him in the Mandalorian, we just saw his feet there. Right? Yeah, the, yeah. When you he heard does the that. the Spurs walking, and it's like, oh, is that Boba Fett? See, I didn't pick up on that either. I just yeah. like some mysterious character. <laughs> I'm a I'm a dense Star Wars fan. Yeah, when when he walks in the original trilogy, it's like the sound of Spurs. Yeah. Like, uh, George Lucas based him on um, the man with no name. Yeah, I saw that. I watched that little documentary. Yeah, uh, yeah. after the the book of Boba Fett, and uh, so. I didn't know. I did not realize. So he was with the Sand People. I, I mean, yeah. they do like you know a pretty long montage of it in the first couple of episodes. Yeah, of him training with them and slowly getting accepted by them, and uh, and I thought that was pretty well done. It's not. 
it's not really new. And that's probably my biggest criticism of the whole show is like all of it is kind of like old hat. It, like it's all stuff that's been done before of he gets rescued by these tribal people and earns their trust and learns how to fight like them and they respect him and he respects them. And But I mean, it, but it's still like well done. Like he gets to make his, I don't know what his weapon is called, but he gaffy gets stick. a gaffy stick. He gets to make a cool one of those mm-hmm. and, uh, and it comes back into play at the end of the season. Like that mm-hmm. was, it's pretty good, but. Yeah, because uh, the, ba- the basic premise of this show is Boba Fett wants to take over Jabba the Hutt's territory. Why does he want to do that? Answer me that. Why does Boba Fett want to take over Jabba the Hutt's palace? He is, at least in this show, he is all about respect. After living in the desert with the sand people, he's learned that you need a a tribe of people. You can't just keep doing it by yourself. To be a crime lord, though? Like... uh, That's a, okay. So, like, I saw the the end of the Mandalorian when they set it up with him. He kills uh, I forgot the guy's name. He kills Boba Bib, Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. He kills Jabba's lieutenant and says, "I'm the boss now." And he sits down. And I'm like, "Oh, cool! It's going to be like mafia movie. It's going to be like Boba Fett." And that's what this was pitched as leader like of the, the crime gang, like Godfather within Star yes. Wars. And I thought he was just going to go through like a violent rip through Tatooine. Yeah, the, like it's it's Star but, Wars as the Godfather or Star Wars as Breaking Bad. Yeah, but they kind of turned him into, like, they did the thing of, like, oh, he's older now, and he's, well, and he's respect, and he doesn't want to kill people anymore. Right, so he he gets some of the values of the Sand People, but then also wants to be a crime lord. That was the part that was weird to me. I think that was the part I was like, y'all are just kind of playing with a half-baked idea. Yeah, it was was like, oh, we just, we've got to do something with Boba Fett, I think was the big thing. Yeah. I, th- I think they sold something they could they didn't have quite in mind yet. Like, cause cause if if Boba Fett really was part of the Sand People, he would not have yeah. gone back and broken into Jabba's yeah. palace and said, "No, nah, I think I'll rule here for a while." Like, yeah, so, that's not the right but move. B- basically, episodes one through four are his story through the desert. He teaches the. <laughs> it's like episode two. He teaches the Sand People. Um. Uh, he he gets those bikes from a, oh. a gang, like some speeder yeah. bikes, and we find out the Pike Syndicate is um, running the trafficking, train, trafficking spice through Tatooine, which is another thing that George Lucas stole from. He says borrowed, but he stole from Dune. <laughs> oh yeah, the spice. <laughs> the I spice, hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like the spice and Tatooine were all based on Dune. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Episode two was probably one of the best ones. Yes, though. like the action sequence on the train. Yeah, the train heist. The yeah. teaching them to ride the speeders. The the fight to steal the the yeah. speeders, where he just kind the, of busts up a bunch of heads in the biker bar. But what I always hate, like this, should have been. I say, don't even in, like, don't even show him in Mandalorian season two, and just pick up from when, just. Maybe because he has an episode in season two of Mandalorian where Din Djarin takes Grogu to that yeah Jedi seeing stone. And he helps defend and him. He, yeah. And it's like, 
Okay. He has a lot of because he also has another episode where he like helps with he flies his ship and helps them. Yeah, and like the last two episodes, he helps Bill Burr blow they Bill Burr and the crew blow yeah. up that Imperial base. And then I hadn't realized how intertwined these are. Yeah, um, that like they're they're kind of building like a shared universe on on the, right. with these Disney Plus shows, which is great. In um, the Marvel Cube. Yeah, and then. But like I feel this still could have worked if this if you just announced this show, say the book of Boba Fett. Right. And maybe just have him in that one episode of The Mandalorian to show like who he is now. Maybe. And like and then we wonder like, oh, where did where did he get that and this? And then you pick up the book of Boba Fett. You don't have flashbacks. Oh, I like the flashbacks though. You well, I mean you, we, we don't use them as flashbacks. We use we we start from like the sand pit and then oh, you slow then you build up yeah to the moment where he takes over yeah because you're right the first three or four episodes were it, mostly flashbacks. flashbacks yeah exactly. it was a really weird just make structure. that just make that the story that's see that's the thing like that's what I'm telling you they sold this he's going to be in Jabba's palace and then they realized oh wait we don't want to tell that story so like the first half of the season is the backstory how he got to Jabba's palace. Yeah, because palace. there's not there's not seven episodes worth of story with Boba Fett, right? Which is evidenced by episode <laughs> five and six. Yeah, that had n- is two episodes of the Mandalorian. And he wasn't even in them, <laughs> which are the best episodes of the season. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it is five and six. Yeah, because uh, I mean, we don't have to do a lot of wondering. About where Grogu is at the beginning of season three of Mandalorian now, like yeah, they don't got to do all that setup; they can just dive right in. But they they kind of just blew through a lot of storytelling with that. I mean, jeez, with what with the five well, episode like, five and six? It, it well, I guess they used it to kind of set up season three because now Din Djarin has to go back to Mandalore and redeem himself in the waters of whatever. Oh right, yeah, because that's he's setup. no longer part of that Mandalorian sect he was a part that's of. That's right. But now, probably... Oh, Grogu's going to help him. Katie Sackhoff's character. I forget her name at the moment. Oh, shoot. What's she, her name? It's She's like a big Clone Wars character, but I can't... Yeah, I'll remember later. But yeah, she's going to fight him. She's going to be the... Because she wants the, antag- the sword. She's going to be the antagonist of season three. Because she wants to rule Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. And Din Djarin has the Darksaber. Hold on, I'm forgetting where we were in, in the book of Boba Fett. He's, well, I mean... The, <laughs> <laughs> he's somewhere he's, in there. He, he's walking, at this point, He he's become one, like, we can kind of blow through the first four episodes because they're right. all the same. Um, he gets the trust of the, the sand people. Of the people. sand people and learns to be a part of them. Saves them from the training thing. Yeah, and now he's a crime lord in Tatooine and... There he he starts he recruits this group of malcontents. Right, he begins to build his crew. His crew. There's yeah. the word for it. Yeah. That's also see that that. Okay, well, what did you think of the crew? I, you know, it's. I I I like the 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 cyberpunk thing of modding bodies and stuff and. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not like the mopeds? The mo. <laughs> the vespas. Well, those are based on like they're so cheesy looking, man. Those are based on like mod gangs from in England from the sixties. That's what that's based on. I guess they look stupid then too. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't they matter have, what they're based that's on. That's basically what, but that's basically what they were. They were cult. They were like a, like 
that not really gangs, but oh, just yeah. like people that rode around in England on like tricked out uh, yeah. mopeds, Vespas. That's what they are. Yeah, and they were really co- they were really colorful to be on Tatooine though. That's it's way my thing. too cool. Like, and the the chase scene because they don't in, seem like they fit Tatooine. Yeah, it's like Episode Four even, or something. Even the prequels didn't have that much color. No. And they and they don't look like they go fast, and they're like now. If it was on Coruscant, I'd be like, cool, maybe, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And for all the talk of these people having all these modifications, they don't do anything with them. It's true, except that one guy uses his eye. It's like a binocular on his eyes. He couldn't. That just says, oh yeah, the Pike Syndicate's in town. Yeah, Luke's got binoculars in <laughs> Episode One <laughs> or Episode Four. You know, it's like. <laughs> What, what do you need to attach this to your eyeball for? Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the mod people, a half-baked idea, yeah. I think. But they didn't take away a ton. But after a series of going to, like, this bar and, like, saying, oh, I'm the new daimyo. Yeah. And then he finds out the mayor's running stuff. And then he finds yeah. out all, like, he later, he just finds out that all these these different, like, Trandoshans. Um, Gamorans. Yeah. Right? Um, and the... Uh, I can't remember all the names. He was it's the same species as the the the, the, the kind of it's just a testicle face is what it looks like. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, like the blue furry thing that Luke interacts oh, with in the yeah. first movie. Yeah, that guy. We're wanted on Yeah. Cloud systems. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they've all split up tattooing. Yeah. The political intrigue was pretty well done. I thought like yeah. I I tell you so I think the best character in the whole series, is the mayor's aide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you hate him so much. Yeah. Every time he's on screen, and he's supposed to be hated. He's such this squealy little... little. (laughs) Every time he's on with this, like, timid voice of, like, well, if I may. Yeah. (laughs) And every time he speaks, you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy again. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he's just, uh, I don't know, whoever whoever wrote him and whoever played him, they had a perfect idea of let's put this guy in here that everyone will hate and they're supposed to hate he's what he's what uh jar jar binks could have been yeah right there (laughs) but uh after doing all of this um he gets confronted by the hut twins oh yeah i forgot about the job of the hut's cousins and they don't do anything not really. They just like try to kill him one time with black cursant. Yeah, they show up for an episode. I get. Oh, their point was to give him the um, the rancor, yeah, right? Because that's where basically. he got it from. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, we don't contest because they like, oh no, Jabba gave it to us. Why did they end up running away? Because they said they don't want a war because it costs too much. Because he's got to fight the Pike Syndicate. Oh, so they get intimidated out of town by everybody else pretty much yeah and then danny trejo shows up they because because they send right. the black wookie black chrysanthemum yeah um him and boba fett have a history in the comics oh, i didn't know that yeah he he was like a gladiator on this planet and he used to be a bounty hunter and darth vader sent him on different stuff before so him and boba fett have a past in the oh. comics it didn't really come through on screen so no I don't they know. didn't play that at all on the screen <laughs> But they they hire him to kill Boba Fett while he's in the back to tank, right? And his crew saves him. Yeah, the the mod people save him. That fight was all right. Yeah, that was pretty intense and exciting. Those Gamorrean guards are terrible. The green pig people. Why are you why, you don't like them? They don't do anything. They fought Chrysanthemum a little bit, a little bit, but they you know 
throughout pretty this whole series, they fight, but then they always get to ask me. I thought they looked good, though. Like, I thought, yeah, like... They looked better they than looked, they did in the original trilogy. Yeah, like, them walking around beside him, I thought, ah, he looks like a crime lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks... He doesn't have his little carrier thing, though, that they always bring up. <laughs> oh, I didn't see your... Uh, I don't forget what they call it, but... The litter? Yeah. Yeah. Something. That part was all right. Yeah. I... Again, though, I think I think they tried to just cram a whole lot of stuff in these episodes. Like they did, like the Hut twins show up for one episode, try to kill him, decide not to, give him a rancor as a parting gift because I don't to remember po- the justification to apologize for killing him, to tr- trying yeah. to kill him. Seems like a weird gift, and and Danny Trejos as the rancor trainer sticks around and kind of explains that. That was kind of cool. Like I always wondered, you know. How does Jabba keep a giant monster under the floor of his palace? Yeah. And why was the guy that kept... You remember when Luke kills the Rancor, the guy that kept keeps it is like crying. Yeah. I always thought, that is so weird. Yeah. And it's because they form a bond. Yeah, he, he that, explains that, it. that trainer formed a bond with yeah. that Rancor. So, you know, that was all right. That's some of that backstory there. But uh, do some that, explaining. that does set up in the finale that Boba Fett went. Where did he... Went, he, he didn't take him long to learn to ride it. And that, that. Uh, you know what? I was willing to suspend disbelief there. <laughs> the Zab, the, the Zabrak <laughs> witches of, of Dathomir learned to, <laughs> to ride him. But, you know. He's Boba Fett, though. Yeah. And they did, it did have enough of a buildup, like where he looks into its eyes and they bond. And yeah. That was, that was all right. Yeah. The, well, we, we can save the last episode for a minute because yeah. we're not, I feel like yet. we have to cover five, six, and seven by themselves. I mean, but those are just Mandalorian. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, what else is there? So is there anything else? So the, basically, in the ep- setup? episode four ends with he has a meeting with all these families, quote unquote. Right. And he's like, all I ask is if you're not going to fight with me, is that you remain neutral with between in my fight with right. the Pikes. And all of us saw the fact coming that they were going to betray him. Yeah. Especially, you know how many times they replayed that in the um, previously on section? Yeah. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> Twice like, they've got these guys going, yes, we, we get will it. be neutral. <laughs> it's like, they're oh, not. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah. So, at the end of that episode, Fennec Shand, his helper this whole time. Right. Played by Ming-Na Wen. Right. Says, oh, you can always hire help. And uh-huh. as soon as she says that, we get a, a flourish of the Mandalorian theme. That's right. They didn't show him yet. No. Which is a superior character. Yeah. And then he shows up in five and six. Oh, but, but right before that, we figure out that uh, Fennec Shand is half a robot. Or- well, we, we knew that the whole time. I didn't know that. Yeah, because in the... That episode in season two of Mandalorian, right. where they're on the, the planet where they set Grogu on the seeing stone. Right. He's like, oh, Fennec, how did you survive? And she pulls a little thing and the little oh, gears. Oh, that's right. Boba Fett saved my life, so now I'm just sticking around with him forever now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, her motivation is not really explained. No, no. But- but they they kind of cover that in the flashbacks where yeah. after he picks like these this biker gang... That uh, Boba Fett once he's we'll we'll cover the rest of the flashbacks because we didn't really finish that. Okay. Boba Fett after after he gets his gaffy stick and his cloak, right? He rides into 
Um, Moss Eisley, I'm gonna guess. Some somewhere nearby. I think it's Moss Eisley. Yeah. And the leader of the Pike Syndicate is there. And this is after the train robbery where they've made the deal with the syndicate to say, hey, you're going to pay us to cross this desert. Right. And he goes to to agree to terms to them. Mm-hmm. And the Pike Syndicate, like, tricks him into going after this biker gang because he says. Or, I'm already paying them protection. Yeah. I'm not going to pay them and you. Yeah. And then he goes back to the, 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 where the, the, the. What is it? what are the the Tuscan Raiders right where their group is, mm-hmm. and he sees that they've all been slaughtered, and the little symbol of that biker gang is all throughout the place. So right, it's made to look like the the bikers took them out. So he wanders the desert some more, and he picks up with like I think it's the fourth or fifth episode of Mandalorian mm-hmm. after that that crappy bounty hunter shot Fennec Shand in the desert because that was an episode that the the Mandalorian was looking for to the valley trying to find Fennec Shand and tattooing. Yeah. Picks her up, takes her to a robot doctor and has her fixed up and blah, 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 blah. And he uh, finds a bite. The mission of that episode was to get his ship. Yeah, that's where they go break in. Yeah, and have that like heist of (laughs) Jabba's palace. That was pretty entertaining too. It was. The robot homage to uh, General Grievous cracked me up. Oh, yeah. The chef robot. (laughs) Yeah. That was... uh, And the little... And him... Okay, that part was a little cringy. Him chasing around the... That little... uh, The the exterminator robot? Yeah, the little rodent catcher robot. Yeah, that was... was Okay. Boba Fett's crawling around on his hands and knees. Like, like, Star Wars is silly, but it's not this silly. Right. (laughs) So he gets his ship, and him and Fennec Shand... Go off, and he finds that biker gang, just blows them. That's right, just just strafing run. Yeah, um, and for some reason, he still thinks his armor is in the. I mean, I guess he wasn't fully awake when the um, the jaw was took it off of his. That's body. That's right. Yeah, so he goes back to the sarlacc and says, and looks for his armor, yeah. but doesn't find it. Yeah, how does he figure out that Din Djarin has it? I can't remember. You know, that's not really explained. Um. <laughs> He just shows just, up for it. He's just at the at the end of that first episode of season two. Okay. Din Djarin is on a speeder bike back to Moss Eisley with Boba Fett's armor on the back of thing that he got from Cobb Vanth. And maybe maybe just, Boba Fett tracked down Cobb Vanth in some off screen interaction. I, I have to think that. Yeah. I mean, sure. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that no big deal. Yeah. And so it does. It covers a whole lot of ground. Like now that we're going back over that, like what all happens in this series? A lot. It's a lot. You don't think so, but it is a lot. Yeah. Which is good. I'd rather a series move kind of quickly than move too slow. I'd rather you pick a main a protagonist and stick with them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean, halfway through episode five, when you're like, okay, so Boba never shows up. Yeah. Then that was a little weird. Because that because episode five. After That's when it starts. We had that flourish of the Mandalorian scene. It's like, oh, he's going to show up next week. Right. Not just show up. Not he's just show taking up. taking over. <laughs> he's got a whole episode, it's, buddy. It's my show now. <laughs> and he has a very awesome intro. Like, oh, yeah. The fight in the finds, meat locker yeah. thing. Yeah. He comes in. You know, he just shows up. He does up his line that can kick you in he hot just, or cold. He just stands in the middle of the, the thing, slowly walks in, and is that little flourish from that very first episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. I'll never forget it. And goes back and he finds the guy. He's like, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah. 
Which is that's uh yeah, I like that line. He uses that I at least a couple of times. Watching that first episode when <laughs> Disney Plus came out, and I was like, he is already a hundred times better than Boba Fett. A hundred times. Yes. A hundred times? Yes. Din Djarin is my favorite character in Star Wars right now. Really? That yes. high? Yes. It is my favorite thing that Disney has done with Star Wars. <laughs> you want to know? Okay, and this, this is, is a guy that is a fan of the Last Jedi. Yeah, I said it. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna approach that can of worms. But uh, <laughs> you, you open the door here. You know who my favorite character is in the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett? The two X-wing guys. <laughs> Yes. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> I love, they have like that one scene in they're, they're it's sh- episode five where they're like, do you want to fill out paperwork for this? No, do you? Fun <laughs> fact, that little, that, that guy in, in this, in this series, in, in Boba Fett. Yeah. Was the double that played Luke Skywalker at the end of season two of Mandalorian. The X-Wing pilot is. Yeah. He was oh. like, he was the actor that they put Mark Hamill's they face on face. very oh, badly. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, not too great there. But, well, no, we haven't got to that yet. But, yeah. Din Djarin comes in. He's got his bounty. He doesn't know how to use the Darksaber yet. He's not, no, he's not well versed. because it heavier as he uses it or something. Yes, which yeah. I, I, I love that piece of lore they added to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This was interesting to me that he goes, so he, he gets his bounty, and then he goes to find the other Mandalorians, and the armorer lady is there. Mm-hmm. She's a cool character. Yeah. She's a stickler for the rules, too. Yeah. Because she says, oh, you've got a Beskar spear. Beskar should never be a weapon. should only be armor. Yeah, which confused me because I'm like, isn't that what his little... But they don't shoot, I guess. Whistling bird, isn't that made out of Beskar? Were those made out of Beskar? I think they were. They might have been. In the first episode, (laughs) in the very first, first or second episode of Mandalorian... He gets paid in Beskar for bringing back Grogu, or the yeah. child as he was known at this point. And he like says, give this to the foundlings, and then use this as something to make for me. Maybe it was just the launcher. He, he gets that shoulder blade. Well, what, the ammo's not made out of? Maybe the ammo is just regular old bullets, and so okay. it's a squeeze by on a technicality. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm purely hypothesizing Because That's when I heard that line, I was like, well, wait a minute. I thought it was interesting, though. Yeah, and um, it makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. so if there's only like three Mandalorians left, why you well, gotta pick in, fights with each other? In that sect. Okay, you yeah. gotta remember, this is like a cult yeah. that broke off from the Death Watch. Yeah. And they believe that you 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 keep your helmet on, like you live with yeah. the helmet on. Kind of a worthless sect, if you ask me, because they can't can't have each other's back here. Like some guy shows up with the dark saber, and you're like, "Well, that, it's mine." That the the that character, I think his name was it was something Vizsla. Yeah, you're not right. pre Vizsla because that's his dad, and not Tar Vizsla because that's the oh. So you know this guy? Yes, he's in the comics. He's well, no, he's he's. His his ancestor uh-huh. was is Tar Vizsla, who was the first Mandalorian and Jedi. Oh, he he built the dark the dark saber was yeah. his Jedi they was his that. lightsaber. Yeah, they explain that. And he came back and ruled Mandalore, and that's when the dark saber became a symbol for the rule of Mandalore. So other dude so is his descendant. Really, what I think that this is what they're really setting up. Yeah, with yeah, I think you're right. Mandalorian season three. Is Din Djarin is probably 
he might be force sensitive. We don't know. You think he's going to be a Jedi? I think so. That would be interesting. That would be cool. He would be the second Mandalorian that learns to be a Jedi. That's really mm. what they're setting up. Because why have Luke Skywalker show up and remind us that, oh, yeah, he's looking for a new generation of Jedi? Well, you know why? Because somebody pissed all over Luke Skywalker's legacy. <laughs> and Dave Filoni was like, you know what? No, I think I, think I want to keep the hero, the OG hero of the original oh, trilogy intact. That's what it was. Well, also... Luke Skywalker was doing it completely wrong again because he's he deals in absolutes. You mean in the in the book of Boba Fett? Yeah, like in he didn't learn six. he didn't learn anything from the failure of the Jedi. And who can blame him? He wasn't around when the he's, time of the Jedi. I mean, he's just he's just going through the, the books and he's learned look, looking at the teachings and he's like, oh well, you need to separate yourself from yeah, society. Which, no attachments. Which yeah, no Jedi ever did. <laughs> Doesn't seem very good. Like they succeeded at it. How can you be an effective protector and have no attachments? I never really got that. Exactly. So Luke Skywalker is going through these teachings again and is doing that again, and he's not realizing it. That's why he failed, and that's why he is where he is in the last. You're justifying the unjustifiable. No, that was. (laughs) And there's there's no excuse for what they did to him. None. It was great. No, because he failed. He cut himself off from the Force, but he learns, he he realized, this is going to be a tangent for Last Jedi, I don't care, it's my podcast. <laughs> he learns at the end of that movie because you don't want your character to be the same at the beginning as he is at the end, you know? Okay. So he learns in The Last Jedi that, hey, I know I'm not the legend of Luke Skywalker that they want me to be. Right. But in this last selfless act i can create the legend of luke skywalker and show the rebellion that i will stand up single-handedly to the first order and allow them to escape and they will use that spark of the rebellion to carry on but also make a shitty movie (laughs) you're you're just adding stuff to the movie yeah it's crazy (laughs) none of that happened (laughs) All they did was piss on his legacy. No, they didn't. <laughs> they like, did. And I'm going to explain it to you in an incontrovertible way, but you'll probably edit it out. Okay. No, that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because to, ex- to expect your hero to be the same in his like 50s or 60s. Okay, yeah. But okay. As he was in his idealistic 20s and 30s is. That is that's fair, and, and even Yoda says, fair. like Yoda shows up in the Last Jedi, and one of my favorite moments, and is like, as leaders, we are not. I mean, we yeah. are what they become, basically. Maybe we're not what we are right now. We are what they what what our um, mentees or students become. You might have a point. Okay, thank you. But it only took a twenty-minute rant. But when when John Favreau and Dave Filoni had Luke Skywalker show up at the end of the Mandalorian season mm-hmm. two and kick butt, they forever want a place in my heart. Yes, forever. I mean, and absolutely, I want to see Luke Skywalker has peak because we never really got that in the eighties with good fight choreography and, or anything. Yeah, and the the scene we get in Episode six of the Book of Boba Fett, just to bring it back. Yeah. Is what we should have gotten in uh, episode 
in, in uh, The Last Jedi but where impo- Luke trains somebody. We never got to see Luke the trainer. And so here we get to see Luke training Grogu. I will force. give you that. I will give you that. Like they could have done that with uh, Ray he, instead, because you know we we get we get bitter old man Luke. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just you know you could have gotten a pass with making one character bitter old man Luke, but we got bitter old woman Leia and bitter old man Han, we, and I, you know I you argue can't to, kill all of them. I argue to this day they should have never brought all three of them back. <sighs> I don't know. Just if you want to start something new, start something new. I tell you though, they what they should have, what but they're I'm, realizing I'm, is I they am, should have hired Dave Filoni and John Favreau. I think they've realized that now. to do the sequel series. I think I think these series are uh-huh. a training ground to get Dave Filoni used to live action because oh right because he did this the Clone is the, Wars yeah this is a first he's created a lot of stuff in Star Wars with the yeah. Clone Wars and everything yeah this is like a good training ground to get him up to is he directing this too. He he wrote and directed episode six, Him which was pretty good. Yes, because he okay. created Ahsoka, he created Cad Bane, which shows up at the end. Yeah, like all both of those came from the Clone Wars, right? And stuff like that. So. <laughs> One of my friends, uh, Cameron, posted on Facebook that uh, so really Boba Fett is just Dave Filoni sitting around and playing with his Star Wars to- Star Wars toys. At this point, because he's just got all yeah. of his characters bringing him in, like, and you'll fight you now. <laughs> all this stuff I've created, I'm gonna have him meet. But it was re- it was really cool. And but we'll we'll go back to episode five of Mandalorian. <laughs> okay, what happened that we hadn't covered? We 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 got off topic. Okay, um, he finds the culvert now that is just the armor, and that's gonna bother me. I've got to look up who's which Vizsla that is. Okay, the armor. All right, look it up. <laughs> It's voiced by John Favreau. I know that much. Oh, really? Yeah, because he played um, Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars. Oh, he I voiced Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. At I least, yeah. Feel really nerdy for knowing that. So, see, I did, and I, I'm a big fan of Star Wars, but I never got into the comics, and I never watched the Clone Wars. For, I've just watched a lot long. of recaps of. The Clone Wars, I haven't sat down and watched it. The Clone Wars is really solid. I've always tried, and it's like, ugh, that first season is like... Oh, see, that you got to watch it the way I did, where you just kind of vaguely get bits and pieces yeah. of it as you watch now, through. The, the last three episodes with like Darth Maul and Ahsoka in like the final season oh, yeah. they put out on Disney+, I, Plus, that, yeah. I was like, oh, this is perfect. The, they got like yeah. Ray Park to come back and do the motion capture for the fight between him and Ahsoka, and they had a stunt oh, a did. stunt woman do motion capture for Ahsoka. That's why that fight looks more real. I you've told me this, and it does. Any yeah. other fight in the animated series, it's not as floaty. Yeah. It looks like real people hitting yeah. each other. It's great. They did a great job. You know, to go back to the sidetrack while you go look for that it. Up. Paz Vizsla is his name, or Paz Vizsla. Paz? Paz? Yeah. Meaning Paz, Paz is the son of Pre. Mm. Pre Pre's grandfather, I'm probably going to guess, is Tar Vizsla, who was the, the Jedi. Mandalorian Jedi. You got it. Wielder of the Darksaber. So he finds them. Yes. Down in the culvert. Uh, in the culvert. And tells them, hey, I found this cool Darksaber. Paz is like, wait a second. Yeah. That's my grandpappy. Yeah, I want to rule Mandalore. Because <laughs> that's what the the first time the dark saber is introduced is Paz Vizsla's daddy has it pre Vizsla. Okay, in the Clone Wars, I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So I thought so they fight Paz Vizsla and uh, Din Djarin fight and mm-hmm. 
they're Dinjarin the, wins because the dark saber can only be taken in combat. Taken in combat, right? Uh, and Dinjarin wins, but then I thought he had to give up the dark saber. I was under the wrong impression. No, 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 no. He wanted. He just gets exiled because he, the armorer lady says, because, "Have you taken your helmet off?" Right. Because he, she's like reaffirming the creed between the both of them. Right. She's telling, "Hey, calm down. He's won." Yeah. Now let's reaffirm the creed. And Dinjarin says, "No." I've, and in, in I've all his honesty, like you could always lie about that. Like, she don't know <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> I guess, but, but I guess that would also break the creed you to know? show you how lie. honorable our protagonist. Yeah, is. Yeah, you know, good for him. Yeah, good he's, for he's him. He's always he's a man of his word. He's always yeah. And then he goes back. So what did you think? This is so after that is when he shows up on Tatooine, correct? And he gets his new ship. Yep. That lady. Is one of my least favorite characters in the show. I you don't like Amy Sedaris? No. Well, the actress is all right. She's a very f- funny comedic actress. Yeah, I don't know her character. Yeah, she's just there. It to gets be, on my nerves to say silly stuff and be funny. And she seems like she's hamming every line she says, oh, yeah. like overdoing it. You're doing a Star Wars show. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm too sensitive to it. Yeah. I don't know. His ship, though, why a Naboo fighter? That would that one was it's weird. It's a hot rod. It does know? it. It, it ends up looking cool, and it suits yeah. him at the end. It's better than the Razor Crest. I missed the Razor Crest, though. The know? Razor Crest was cool, but that this was at least, that was like his house. You this know? this is make this makes up for the Razor Crest by the shot at the very end. Yeah, when he's flying out and Grogu's in the little uh, astropod yeah. at the back. Well, as soon as you saw that, you knew. I didn't. <laughs> like, okay, you pick up on a lot more well, than I do. Well, apparently, she mentions like just a, just it's just enough space to carry something small. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, you saw it. I, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's where Grogu's going to I was sitting there thinking, how's a bounty hunter going to get his back to <laughs> See, that, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I missed the Razor Crest. Like, yeah, he can't he can't capture people in this ship. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think. No. Well, I, He could so, trail them behind the ship. He could throw them in some carbonite yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I guess. I get a know. tow cable attached. and <laughs> Yeah. And that was the end of episode five as he gets his ship and he yeah. and then he sees the the two that's you know why that's my favorite the two X Wing guys are my favorite? It's cause that's what I was looking for. In the sequels, I wanted to see how do a group of rebels now rule the galaxy. Yeah. You, you killed the Empire. Yeah. How do you establish order? And Not that's what those well. that's what those two guys are. They're these two cops patrolling this backwater planet and they said, Do you want to fill out paperwork? <laughs> Like, well, basically, they're trying to cover like the entire outer yeah, rim, basically. Yeah, in a couple of X wings. I'm like, yeah. this is the world I wanted to see you tell a story and in. That's what Rangers of the New Republic was going to. That's be. what it was going to be. We got one more episode. Episode two more episodes. Two, two more episodes. <laughs> what happens in episode six? Ah, Luke trains Grogu. Grogu right. chooses the Mandalorian and says, "I'd rather go with him." Which was it was awesome to see Ahsoka talk. That to was Luke. cool. That was neat. And like be like, mm, once you know like their backstory, dad. that was, yeah, I teared up a little bit right yeah. there. Yeah, that was cool. And seeing his school get built, that was pretty cool. Yeah. There was a lot of neat stuff happening in that episode. And his terrible mistake of saying, you have to either choose this that, or you, this. I agree with you there. Like, why is Luke doing that when he realized? Because that's, what, that's what's in the, because you know, he has the Jedi books at this point. So maybe you're right. Maybe so they're setting this up is the, the last it, Jedi. It's Luke. setting up his fail. Of his the, failure of the second Jedi Order. Which is fair, you know, because you're asking somebody who was never really trained as a Jedi yeah. fully 
to reestablish the order based on just these it's books. It's just unfortunate that we had a movie from J.J. Abrams where at the end of it, our protagonist who hasn't, for some reason they make a big emphasis of the last name of Ray in the third movie. And then, because she doesn't have one, she oh, doesn't yeah. have a family. Right. <laughs> so you agree that... Oh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. As soon as that first... the worst when, Star Wars movie. Yes. When Bar they, none. When they announced... When they had the first trailer, yeah. when they announced the title, yeah, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you knew from the title it was going to be bad? Yes. I was like, Man. they put Skywalker in the title. It, they're going to reveal that Rey is a Skywalker or she, or like at the end of that movie, she just takes the Skywalker name. She takes yeah. the name of two people she barely knew. Yeah. No, that who just had an impact on her life. I don't know. I don't know. Have it's you, it's amazing that Disney recovered from those shows, those movies. Have you seen the leaked storyboards that of what Colin Trevorrow was going to do for that movie? You've told me about them, and they I, they make me furious. It's well, it starts out with a heist of a of a original Star Destroyer. Yeah. See, don't tell me this. It just makes like, me mad. It like knowing out, what we could have had. Ray has a double bladed lightsaber. It's just they yeah. were setting her why up for are you, that. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> you don't think I got sad <laughs> oh, too? Oh gosh. <laughs> At least we got like the Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett to the, like make up for like, that. The, like, fo- the Force Ghost of Luke is haunting Kylo Ren. It's oh, it's so bad. Uh, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Basically, all that episode is 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 Grogu making that choice, right? Yeah, it, like, it's it's a big lead up. It's like the big theme of that is well, Ahsoka asks um, Dan Jaren a, a pretty good question, like, "Are do you want to make? Are you here to make sure he's okay for him or for you?" Yeah, which that was insightful. Yeah, you're right. She's she's a good solid character in that yeah. episode. She's. Like she's helping Luke balance what he's trying to do, and she's helping Din yeah, Jaren realize yeah, what he's doing. She's like 40, 50 years old at this point, probably. That's true. So she's like the older Jedi, even though yeah. she's not technically a Jedi. Yeah. I wonder they're they've got to be gonna. It's got to be that they're gonna do more with her. Oh, well, she's got she's getting her own show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do more with her. Good. I'm glad I called that. <laughs> they, they they announced that like last year. I knew that. Yeah. Sorry, it's a long day. <laughs> but I'm the probably the only person that watches um, an investor meeting from Disney where they announce all their titles. No, I bet out. you're not. I bet I bet you're not. Star Wars. Because that's is... what old Feige got up there and announced all those Marvel shows. Yeah. And, I mean that's it. She and the char- the actress who's playing her is doing a good Rosario job. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, yeah, like it. So yeah, episode six was mostly like a nostalgia fest. Yeah, it Luke was and Ahsoka and Grogu's back and. But yeah. a- after after Din Djarin leaves the the chainmail, the arm- yeah. he he, he u- they break down the spear and 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 he asks the armor to make a little piece of chainmail for Grogu. Right. And then he gives that to Ahsoka and she gives it to Luke. And Luke makes Grogu choose between that or Yoda's lightsaber. And he chooses the... We we didn't see it in... No, it just ends on that shot. Right. Of, but like, we kind of know he's going to. Yeah. I mean, there's a little cockpit in his new ship. Yeah. And... <laughs> it did have some cool shots of the Force training in that episode. Like, where Luke pulls all the frogs out of the swamp. That was pretty slick. Which is... It's it's a real, like, uh, circle of where he started... He was learning the force from a little green, mysterious yeah, green alien. Yeah, it was, 
who showed him like ma- tried to make him pull the the X wing out of the swamp, and he's yeah. like, I "Can't do it! <laughs> you can't do it! I'm a Skywalker, so I gotta be winged." <laughs> and then Yoda just effortlessly with the Force just raises it up, right? And then in this, it comes full circle with Grogu getting distracted by a frog, and he's right. trying to. Get to get frog. one frog. Yeah. And then Luke just reaches up and lifts like 15 frogs and right. just like straight up plops them back down. Doesn't even. <laughs> it's also got like the same homage being paid with Grogu on his back. Oh, yeah. While Luke's, Grogu in a yeah, little Yeah, like he did with like, Yoda. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Every time Grogu just shows up, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love how they're not ashamed to like let him be a puppet instead of super slick it's cgi so great. but you know how much that i mean i probably told you you know how much that puppet cost no 10 million dollars Ooh, <laughs> they spent 10 there's like three different versions of grogu so my side hustle as a puppet designer could take off <laughs> yeah i don't think this is i don't think it's jim henson's workshop i think it's like an original ilm thing really but yeah they spent 10 million dollars yes all a lot of money getting this puppet to look I mean, yeah. it does look pretty cool. Like any, you can tell when it's like the puppet, and when yeah. the CGI is, it's a little bit of CGI they use. To, yeah, well, I'm sure. There's a there's a real great video of Robert Rodriguez, who's the um, executive producer of this show. Okay. Um, he directed that Boba Fett episode in season two of Mandalorian. Oh, okay. And there's a shot of him on set with a guitar, and he's playing a guitar, and whoever's operating the puppet. Is like is making him dance, Grogu, like <laughs> making him dance like that. Um, so yeah, close out on that, and then we go back to Tatooine finally and for the showdown. We see Boba Fett again. He's yeah. actually in his own show. Oh yeah, he shows up at like the tail end of Has episode six. No line. Yeah, he had hardly any screen time and no lines for two episodes. He just nods, and then Din Jer- we leave with Din Jaren again, and we're going to the desert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to meet Cobb Van. Mos Espa? Yes, uh, Freetown now. Freetown, yes. Yeah, Mos Espa's right there. Yes, because this episode opens with Cobb Vanth. Yeah, you're right. If we can, oh, let's rewind all the way back to the oh, beginning. That I forgot about this. that was one of my this. favorite scenes, yeah. Yes. Where Cobb Vanth comes out and he's a justified character again. Yeah. What was his name in that show? I don't know. Well, he's totally the, the gunslinger. He's like, you want to think about that. Yeah. Or what does he say? I can't remember but that's it's close anyway, to that. He tells the pike there's like a group of pike syndicates that's like dealing running some spice. The spice. Yeah. And he's like just leave it there. Takes out like 3 of them, leaves one alive and he's like you're the smart one. Yeah. We just leave it there. And he kicks it into the dust. And it's oh, it's the spice, the spice melange. Yeah. <laughs> the quidsec cetera will rise. Um <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, so it's your references. So good. I know I'm trying to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see it. Yeah, you but, come over here and watch it sometime. There you it's go. So good. We'll live stream it. Well, it. I, no, 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 I no. own it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant like we'll put it on a podcast episode. Oh, and running commentary. No, like, you want me to get sued? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, yeah, you get taken down. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but anyway, so episode seven, mm-hmm. Cobb Vanth. It reminds. Does he get shot in the beginning of that? It's at the end. Because that's when he tries... So it's the end of episode six. Yeah, because Cobb Vanth has a new deputy. and um, Who's an idiot. Yeah. The Mandalorian shows up at the end, and the guy tries to tell him he can't park there. Right. We're in the middle of the desert, bro. Like, what does it matter? You know. (laughs) He's a police officer. He's got this authority. He's got to use it somehow. So Cobb Vanth comes out and is like, calm down. Yeah. 
And he invites, <laughs> invites him in for a drink and he explains, like, I want the people of Freetown to come help Boba Fett fight because, you know, the And pike. he says no, right? Yeah. He says not going to happen. Yeah. And then, and then the Mandalorian leaves. But the Mandalorian thinks he's going to show up. Mandalorian thinks he's just going to change his mind. I guess. I don't know. And then Blue Skin Dude comes, shows in. Cad, Cad Bane. Why the, they got to have Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane? I Can't you change you the know? names up a little bit? Oh. Because out of the because as the episode the title of the episode promise out of the desert comes a stranger right Cad Bane who is based off of Bright Eyes from the Good Bad and the Ugly oh okay and he comes out of the desert and says with his cool hat yes <laughs> and his voice who that's the same actor from the Clone Wars yeah they did an amazing job with the makeup and with the voice yeah like his facial expressions are just. Evil. As long as the spice flows through. <laughs> That's pretty good. As long as the spice flows, everyone will live, or something like that. Yeah. And then he shoots Cobb Vanth because Cobb, because his deputy's like inching up on him, trying to draw on him, and yeah. <laughs> and poor Cobb, but he he's not dead. Not dead. I realize. He gets shot. Well, he gets shot in the like. Yeah, right you can tell. You yeah, know, he's the main character, and he got shot and fell down without a close-up camera shot. So. But that that sets up the uh, the last episode, right, of the book of Boba Fett, where we actually have Boba Fett again. The last episode. It's just a really long shootout. It did not make a ton of sense. Like, what? as far as like the 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 logistics of the fight, yeah. like it was very kind well, of. You got to remember the show was shot. It's very expensive, but it's... It was very expensive, It's yes. shot in the volume, so they're basically in, like, in a confined space in this dome right. where they can change the background. Yeah. It, they're basically running a video game engine, so oh, wherever... okay. Where, it, like, you it, you can see it. Like, you can see, like, what, what the actors can see, what we see on screen, right. basically. I mean, that's really slick. And when you move the camera, like, the stuff moves with you. Yeah. So... I'm just saying, there was, like, a lot of off-screen events happening like chrysanthemum gets overwhelmed at one point by the whatever aliens yeah and you think oh he's dead but then somehow miraculously he shows up later with them climbing all over him still and he's like kicking them off well he's a wookie yeah you know (laughs) uh, everybody fights the different separate families and you don't see why like you know the families are going to betray him because shockingly we have that scene where all the families are with the head of yeah. the Pike Syndicate and Cad Bane is like, I can draw him out. Yeah. Because fun fact, Cad Bane is the one who trains Boba Fett in the ways of bounty hunting. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Ah, okay. That's so how he's introduced in the Clone Wars. They're in yeah. prison together. I see. So he's the one who, that's... Because that, so, his dad couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, because, yeah, he, he, you know, and at the end, he's like, you have the same blood that flowed uh, to your father and like talks junk about his daddy. And... What not? I just the fights, the the shootout fights were like very much. They were pretty cheesy. I yeah, the, the dude with the the eye does like a a, a three sixty no scope thing, and then I'm like, what? all all of the shots were basically let's point the camera at the good guys, and they'll do some cool pose while firing. And then let's look at the bad guys, and they'll get shot. Now, now the scene where Boba Fett and Din Djarin come out of the the wrecked saloon because the the, the saloon yeah, has been blown no, up. That's at this true. Point. And they come flying. They come out, out like like um, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. That part was good. And they're just like after that, 
it was kind of cheesy until the Rancor shows up. Until Boba Fett shows until up at the Rancor. Godzilla versus I guess that's what the he was doing monster. in those previous two episodes. He was learning to ride a Rancor. There you go, off screen. <laughs> they didn't have the budget to put the Rancor on the screen for two episodes. That's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't stop motion like yeah, back in the 80s. Yeah. So. I mean, but the fight, okay, like, I don't care how cheesy it was. The fight between the Rancor and the, what do they call them? Uh, like, torn- something scorpion. Scorpion ash. droids? Yeah. yeah like They look like droidica, like a big version of yeah, droidica. They totally, yeah, ripped that off. Which I think I'd, I heard something today that, like, those were based off concept art from Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. They've basically just been going through all the old concept art. I mean, why not? I was like, well, hey, let's use this. Let's use this. Yeah. Ralph McCroy already drew it. <laughs> But like, okay, you know, these, these big, scary lumbering robots that like, like there's 20 people running 50 yards, maybe down yeah. the street and the thing's chasing them. It's like, I can't shoot anywhere but 10 feet behind you. Um, that, you know, that was the part I'm talking about. Like their yeah. fight was kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, but then the Rancor versus the droid. I mean, it just looked cool. It yeah. didn't matter if you believed and it or not. Just it like in cool. Dune, the kinetic weapons won't work through the shield. everyone knows the slow blade is the one that gets through the shield right you can't because they even say like our kinetic weapons won't do anything that's true so he does get to you he does get through the shield once then gets to use the dark saber on the droid that was he does yeah because the rancor like busts up the shield enough where he can like yeah kind of pass through and then and then the lady shows up halfway through with grogu and that was again her like yeah because grogu shows up in x-wing that bothered you? Is R2 flying? Yeah, they mentioned that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like when she climbs up, she says she says something like, Did they're letting you fly X Wings already? And the droid and then she turns to the droid behind her and says, I know the astromech. Because I was it, watching it. it yesterday morning and like Yeah. I'm sitting there like, Okay, oh no, Luke's not in this episode too, is he? I thought for a second, I'm like, what are they gonna like, do? Have Luke oh, fight shit, all these guys? Lo- Luke showing up? <laughs> like, is Ahsoka nope. gonna be here too? Why not? <laughs> Um, and then the thing popped and his grow. Yeah. So no. I was like, did he fly? No, no. no. R2 can fly the X-Wing. Okay. okay. So, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That was, that was all right. Yeah. And I look like she's running out saying, officer, <laughs> my permit. I, would, I just I, filed I it. I just filed it this morning. That's again, that's the world I want to see. Isn't like, that just <laughs> lucky? I want to see that world where the the New Republic is trying to set up their bureaucracy and enforce their laws. It's like, you know, me mailing, mailing my check for the HOA here for like yeah. Oh, yeah. on the 29th or it's 30th. It's in the mail, I promise. <laughs> I even called him yesterday. It was like, Did, y'all got my, because I hadn't taken out my account yet. And I was like, y'all got my check, right? And she was oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's here. We're just waiting. To, and I was like, okay, because it's been like a week. <laughs> you got to cash that sucker. <laughs> y'all don't do anything else but take my money. Um <laughs> So yeah, the and then so the he fights with the Rancor, kills the two droids. Mm-hmm. That was that was worth watching. That's that fun. was cool. Then the Rancor goes off the rails for some reason. I Cat, Cad Bane flamethrower to the face. Oh right, yeah, because he, he has to fight Cad Bane there, mm-hmm. oh, and he kills him with his his gaffy stick. Yeah, after he said. Uh, after he says mean things about him, yeah, um, he's like because he's he, he because the episode really starts out. Um, like a showdown between the two of them. Yeah. And he's like, what's your angle? Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, I don't... Because he can't comprehend... Anything but evil. Anything but, like, living for yourself. Yeah. And Bounty Hunter is a lonely trick. You think he's still alive? 
Who? Cad Bane. Cad Bane? No, he got stabbed in the, through the chest. Like his he's, little beepy thing was still going. His little beepy thing was it still was going? Beep no, going. he's dead. <laughs> I thought for a second, so when the, at the tail end when he says, oh, somebody's using my back to tank, uh-huh. and they start zooming in on it after the, the post-credits. You I thought, thought that was Cad Bane? I thought he saved Cad Bane for nope, a second. Cobb Bane. Uh, but no, it's Cobb Bane. Like, he just took a blaster bolt to the shoulder. Like, Yeah, he should be fine. Give him some orange juice and let yeah, him walk it off. Like, I, I think... Boba Fett needs that more than yeah. Cobb Van. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, but no, I think Cad Bane's dead. Okay. I mean, maybe. I mean, they'll you find to, they, they can find a way to bring him. You back. catch these hints that are there much better than I do. So yeah. maybe you know they were like, no, let's leave him blink his little light blinking. Yeah. He was cool. He's yeah. a cool bad guy. But as you know, we we mentioned earlier in the episode, this was all. Basically, Mandalorian season two and a half because right. it ends with our, the triumphant Mandalorian theme song. Like it's not right. even Boba Fett's theme. To That's this right. Whole thing. It ends on the Mandalorian and Grogu, and Grogu gets to. I, I love the scene where Grogu puts the Rancor to sleep. Yes, that was cool. That's shown that he's learned something. He's learned the Force. He's like, learned how to control it more. I liked. I like because I thought for a second, oh, they're just going to have him come in and like crunch the robots up or something i thought that's not gonna be any good yeah because he takes that piece off of that yeah thing and i was like but i like that they gave him this different it shows he's learning stuff yeah but doesn't make it doesn't make him just this uh, god in the machine of uh, he'll solve all our problems you think we'll ever get like an adult version of grogu no because it takes him like hundreds of years to grow up it's true right you think he'll ever like at least get a voice maybe I don't know, because, well, I don't know. Because he's like 50. Maybe. I don't know. It depends if they're going to keep him around or not. I thought they were done with him, though. I thought they were, too. I didn't think they were going to bring him back. No, he makes too much money. You think that's it? You think it's just purely, like... (laughs) I mean, people love, like, honestly, half the success of The Mandalorian was Baby Yoda. Like, when I first saw Grogu in that first episode, at the end of it, yeah, I mean, people... I was like, they are going to sell <laughs> so much stuff with this little thing's face on it. <laughs> I mean, maybe... And I'm sure that's, that's what... they brought it back. I, I'm sure that's what the executives thought when they first saw the episode. Like, when Bob Iger, head of Disney, first saw the episode, he was like... <laughs> Give me the marketing department. I can Stop. sell so much stuff. And they did. I mean, <laughs> you could... F- I mean... yeah. Golly. I mean, they made back what they paid for Disney with the first, yeah, with the Force probably Awakens. Right. <laughs> probably right. I mean, yeah, you're right. It ends with, I mean, we don't, there's not really even like a wrap so, up to Boba Fett's basic, story arc. Not really. It's just like he's head of Tatooine now. Yeah. Well, oh, you get the scene of him walking through town. I'm walking through streets. And everybody's leaving. bowing to him. Can so, we, so yeah. can we leave Boba Fett now? Can we just leave him there? Like, I don't know. You think you're done with him? I hope so. I don't know. I bet. I bet we'll you didn't get a even, season two. You didn't fully, even fully give him his own show. Maybe not. Maybe you're right. I don't think Tamora Morrison really has the acting chops. He does, I don't to think he has show. what it takes to be a lead. I think. I think that's why they kind of switched it up in a they man, had to. Mandalorian. Um, but now, in his defense, I don't think it's all him. I think they didn't have a story to tell for Boba Fett. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Like it, they uh, didn't uh, the, really the, give really one. the only story they had to tell with Boba Fett. The only thing they really had to do was explain how he got out of the Sarlacc. And uh, uh, 
they could have told the story of him getting revenge for the sand people getting murdered. Yes. But it's not even him in this. I, like think, it's, I uh, think this whole season could have been the story of him and the sand people. Right. They could have done that. And that would have worked. And and he was good when like he was learning Like a Dances with Wolves people. kind of thing. Yeah. The scenes where he's communicating with them kind of without speaking and learning to fight with them, like, that's... He does a good job there, I feel like. He goes on a, a lizard desert acid trip. That was weird. That's how you guys gaffy stick. That was weird. But that was... Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was like uh, Fennec Shand kills all the... the fin- oh, yeah. The she leaders. kills the mayor and all those people yeah. at the end. Kind of in a cheesy way. Like, it doesn't show anything. Like, how did she get up on the roof and shoot eh, him? It doesn't matter. It's just they all die from blaster shots. Uh, okay, they just fine. had to wrap that up. She's a master assassin. She did it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll give him a. I would watch it if they get did a book of Boba Fett too. It's not. It was not I a don't great think they show. Are. I don't think they are. But I would watch it. The, but again, Dave Filoni, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I would. I I would buy him a lot of beers. Him him and him and uh, John Favreau, they've got a. And I I mean like I'll I'll agree with you a little bit about Luke's character, but still. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if I can ever I I like um Ryan Johnson's a good writer. I like Ryan Johnson just fine. And I'm really glad that Knives Out succeeded. He did not deserve all the personal attacks he got when that movie came Yeah, he out. did. Yeah, he did. For what he did to Luke, he deserved it. He deserved harassment on Instagram? Yeah, no. To no. to the point where he had to turn off his comments. Okay, maybe not that much. <laughs> like he deserved death threats. No, okay, okay. And calling him several names. And I feel, okay, I'm not going to say, uh, no, he did not deserve it, but I feel no sympathy for anything that Ryan Johnson went through after what he did to Luke. None. I'm really bitter about it. I mean, he got paid, so. He got his money. He's fine. I don't I don't think he's, when, doing, he's when, not doing his trilogy anymore, listen, I don't think. When Luke Skywalker shoved that stupid bottle against the alien nipple and then drank it on screen I, like I, that. I, I will give you that was stupid. Ryan Johnson was dead to me after that. Well, for, for a good six months until well, Knives Out was released and then he was redeemed. He he sold. Uh, I hated him. He's he's signed a deal with Netflix to do like two more Knives Out movies for like two hundred forty million dollars. I hope so. somebody worked a writer in there where he cannot do any more Star Wars movies. He's doing okay. He's all right. <laughs> he's a great filmmaker. Because the the Benioff and Weiss guys, the guys that did Game of Thrones, they're just like signing up to stuff and getting paid yeah, to do the development s- stuff. And then too. like no, because <laughs> they were gonna do like a an old Republic or a High Republic's. Uh, and they botched the Game of Thrones so bad nobody's going to let them do anything. Yeah, see, well, they were going to do like High Republic stuff for Star Wars, and then that could have been cool because they announced that they was well, the problem with Star Wars now is they announced stuff too early. Oh yeah, because Patty Jenkins was going to do a um some kind of X wing pilot movie like fighter. Oh, there's because there's a great book series that follows a bunch of X wing. Yeah, pilots. and she says like because her dad was a pilot. And yeah. she's like, I've always wanted to do a pilot movie, like a fighter. But she's pilot not movie. doing it anymore. Yeah, there's through. creative differences and scheduling, uh, and apparently these people don't have calendars. That yeah, they can no. Look at. Michael Stackpole wrote a whole series of X-wing squadron books that were Rogue Squad. Rogue Squadron is yeah, the name because it's Rogue a, Squadron. It, the EA did a video game. It was that was an excellent. That was probably the best um, Star Wars book series. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't read many yeah. of them since, but that was a really good one. I thought as a teenager, yeah. I could be completely wrong. So that was that's Book of Boba Fett, and yeah, we wrapped it up. Our several random tangents that we went on. You can edit some of them out. No, I'm gonna leave my last Jedi one in. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you're. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we went. Too I'm far not gonna edit myself on that. 
Maybe we should do the last. No, that would just be an hour long. That would be an hour I'd long. I'd just be argument. yelling at you, and it would we'd both sound like terrible. I'd have people. to get my friend Will in here too. Does he like, like it? No, he hates See that, it. Yeah, we, we, that that would not be a podcast episode. We just make it a YouTube video. Like we just need some boxing gloves yeah. and and a ring. I do. <laughs> ring. I I do want to cover. I want to give it some more time because it's been talked to death. But I'd like to do Rise of Skywalker. Oh gosh. I don't know. And just tear it to shreds. I don't know. And just get all my frustrations out. Then I never have to think that about it That would be again. really cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, though, as cheesy as it was, as poorly structured as it was, I enjoyed the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I, like, I could watch it, and I, it, it just, felt like Star Wars. It, it, it made me want more of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Mandalorian season three is going to be pretty good. Yeah. I feel. Thanks for coming by again. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. It's, it's fun. So we, we may or may not do Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> episode Again, by episode episode by episode i think it'd be fun boy that would be something but it'd be a commitment and we wouldn't have to do we could probably do two episodes yeah we'll think about it take a break i do something with someone else and then we come back to it we'll see we'll see if it lives up to how good it could be we'll yeah. see we'll see but next week um oh yeah what you doing next week my friend jake is coming back again he's done a lot of these episodes we're doing face off <laughs> I've never seen it. Y'all need to make y'all need to just start a, a run of Nicolas Cage movies. I, I think so because like I have a I have a list. There's a uh, bunch with, of bad ones. I made a Google Doc of like a list, and there's like a, the Ghost Riders on there, Con Air's on there, Face Off is on there. Con Air, Con Air's not bad. I haven't seen that. So oh, okay, I like I haven't seen Face Off, so I'm excited. Yeah, you get to. Oh man, I get to experience Face Off. Like I know what happens, but Con Air might be bad. Now that I say that, yeah, yeah. I heard Nick Cage has a terrible Southern accent, but um, if you have a suggestion for an episode, listener, listener, I'm talking to you now, uh, you can send an email to secondtakemoviespod at gmail.com, and you can reach us on all the socials at Second Take Movies. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week with Face Off.